podcaster. I hardly know her. (laughs) Meet Megan Bryant. She's an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids, a comedian, a super energetic improv trainer, and an award-winning author. Megan is passionate about creating happier, healthier human connections through humor. This podcast dives into all sorts of topics that tackle personal growth, professional strategies, and sharing positive messages to build up the communities around us. Each of us can make an impact. So keep in mind that you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Thank you for tuning in. This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. And here's your host, Megan Bryant. This episode just is a bit of a continuation of the last episode um, with a little more emphasis on how uh, our unwillingness to use yes in a positive way for people really actually carries the energy of you thinking you're better than someone else. Like, or me, whoever, whoever is doing the yeah budding or whoever is not listening to um, the option of there being more than one opinion that exists or, or shutting people down or blocking them off or removing friendships just on the basis of um, like a different opinion on any given topic without trying to understand that there are different opinions and still recognizing maybe the opportunity for um, increased awareness really just comes down to uh, people kind of thinking they're better than each other. My opinion's better than yours. Or at least that's sort of a loose uh, interpretation that spilled out of my face. So enjoy it. Oh boy, I'm running out of daylight for the week, but I cannot miss a post, so here we go. I'm going to multitask, and I'm going to record this while doing my little weightlifting stuff that I've been doing every day recently. Just trying to keep myself fit and healthy, guys, doing all those things to take good care of my body. It's the only one I get, you know. We only get this one shot. I've screwed it up long enough. Um, so I was really eager to expand a little bit more from last episode, which was talking all about different types of yes. And I will say that a lot of times when I'm doing um, events, improv events and stuff, People will not, they don't want to hear yes. They get too frustrated about it because they have a misunderstanding of how to use yes. Well, why is this so important to me when it's like, I mean, it's almost like an obsession. And it's because we have no put on us a lot in life. As kids, we're told no when things are, you know, we can't do things, we can't do this, can't do that, can't spend things, whatever, can't eat that. Um, like in this little space of trying to learn and grow and understand the world around us, kids have no put on them a lot. Like by different studies that I've heard in some different books lately have like one of them said, there's some estimate of like, by the time we're six years old, we have been told no 40,000 times. 
as opposed to the times that we hear yes. And so in those same young formative years, we're also being influenced to whatever we were born into, whatever religion, whatever culture, whatever political views, whatever things, whatever things our parents believe are the way that we are being taught. We have no control over what environment we were born into. And so when I really, I spend obviously an uh, in, uh, insane amount of time thinking about words and how powerful they are and how especially when there is disagreement that using yes and is so important because when you say no to someone especially when there's a differing opinion it is basically saying I'm better than you and my opinion is better than yours or I'm right and you're wrong and it really it just shuts down the possibility to gather new information. And with as much conflict is already happening in the world, there I don't I don't believe there can be progress made without us each adopting a willingness to hear and understand other people's perspectives. I personally am particularly interested in understanding more what has framed someone's opinion if I don't understand it, if it's totally out of my scope. Now, I know some things like I can be ultra sensitive to because there's no matter what, I won't ever experience life in a different color of skin or in a different part of the world that I didn't grow up in. Like there's some things that there's just no way we could ever fully grasp it. I will never know exactly what it's like to be in your shoes. I am inspired and eager to learn more about the different opinions though because as much as I am in at the in any given moment I am in some frame of understanding of my own beliefs and stuff and which at this point really are a scope of morals that I think are uh, good for a human to do, not necessarily, well, definitely not in the scope of a specific religion anymore. But I remember years and years and years and years, having grown up in the church that I did, I just chose to believe, or I, I, I don't, it wasn't a conscious choice. I learned, I was told, this is the one true church on earth. This was restored. This is how it all went down. These are the stories I was told. And I believed them because I chose to lean on the trust I had for my parents and my leaders and these kind people and like not at all discounting that that was my experience. And I, for the vast majority of the people I've interacted with in my personal scope of Mormonism has been pretty positive, quite positive, lots of great people in the church, um, Lots of other challenges come when there is like this certain set of rules and then there's shame and challenges of feeling like we're not doing it the right way. And then a lot of other things that are just really hard for me to um, deal with. And instead of being like frustrated about it, I just am letting it go for this lifetime because it's too much. All of that to say, I now I don't 
have the same viewpoint on the religion I grew up in as I did years ago, even just a few years ago, because I allowed myself to be open to other experiences. I am genuinely interested in what other religions teach, what other groups of people that are not religious but are very spiritual, what they, what they believe. And a lot of those things with just this bigger scope of human connection and on a way more universal level, that makes more sense to me in this moment than some of the framework that I learned in church. Because along with some of those things, and obviously I'm using church as one example, but there's other things obviously that we have conflict with, right? But there was things that I remember learning that I unknowingly formed judgments and negative feelings towards other people who didn't share that position. I remember feeling sad for people because I'm like, here I am with the truth. And these people, oh, it's right here. Why won't they just listen and and hear me and understand? And not that I was like always like knocking on doors and I never served a mission because I was told I couldn't. Um, but they, I, I, I was overwhelmed by feelings of, of casting judgment. And I didn't even actually notice for many years that I was doing it. Part of the reason was because I never felt good enough. I felt like I was a good person and I still wanted to do things that didn't necessarily make me feel like I was being totally holy and, you know, on the straight and narrow. And I had a lot of shame that was connected to that. And, and I think that that's really sad. I think it's really sad when things become too closed minded. And for me, it's a lot simpler, as I think I mentioned in a couple episodes ago, it's much simpler to just be as good of a human as I can be and allow people to make whatever, whatever makes you feel happy. Great. And, um, and I think that that's where I want to just reinforce that it's especially when we don't agree that we could choose to be open to what these different opinions are. I don't have to make you wrong because your opinion is different than mine. I don't have to be so hellbent on being right and proving that right and, and, and then ultimately possibly breaking down um, that relationship because of something that may not even be that vital. Like, okay, let's, like politics is one. Obviously, there's people who believe very differently in the political arena. I personally have people in my life, in my immediate life, that I love and respect and admire who have voted on both sides. I'm sure I probably know someone who maybe just hasn't admitted it out loud that they voted for Kanye West this year. Who knows? Um, it's just like for that example, I mean, I, I usually choose not to talk a lot about politics unless it is with people who are interested in having a conversation about how we can be involved with being part of the solution to do better things for our communities. Like really, that's all we can do. We can be an influence in our own lives, our own homes. We can be a positive influence by actually putting our, our um, selves in like 
to work at being a better person, being kind to everyone no matter what. We don't have to interact directly with people if it's not going to be productive or positive. Once we learn where that space is, and I, I quite often have had opinion um, or tried to have conversations with people if I felt it was necessary at the time, where there was such a disagreement and you know, you know that nobody's going to change their mind in that space, but I would not want to sacrifice a relationship if I don't have to. And I don't necessarily want to use the crutch of like agree to disagree because then you're still leaving that tension of a disagreement. It's still like there's just certain things that either don't need to be talked about or I have learned that it's easier sometimes for me to just not engage and not initiate conversations where it isn't an equal um, like equal balance of being able to share ideas respectfully. Um, I, I like to look for character in people and who's really living their lives in a way that they are treating each other kindly. Who are people that treat themselves kindly, having self-respect and, and um, demonstrating things that are positive for humanity. Anytime we can say yes to those things that open up more kindness, the better. Um, like, I, I just, this one doesn't even have, I'm, I know this episode is not going to be very long um, because it's really just that simple. Like, there, nobody changes because someone tells them to. No one has ever, at least not that I've ever seen or heard of, ever posted their opinion on social media about something they're passionate about and then had someone like argue back with them on their uh, comments and then they go, oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Thanks for calling me out. I was clearly wrong. Like, no, it just further uh, like drives wedges when people are, become argumentative about stuff, right? I mean, friendships and family relationships are sacrificed sometimes because of differences. Like, some of the one of the examples, like I'm so grateful when way back when I had been knocked up in high school and ultimately had a child out of wedlock, which was a no no in the church and in a lot of places. Um, my family was very loving and kind and and so sad that I didn't tell them, and they just showered me with love and patience and and hopeful energy to be able to get through it. And I was like, oh my gosh, because I thought I was going to be this huge disappointment. Well, I know in that same type of a case, I know a ton of women who did not have that. I know people that were shipped off to be hidden from family because they were ashamed when they got pregnant. I know people who were forced to keep the baby, forced to abort the baby, or forced to place for adoption, and their decision was taken out of it. And the family rift, it's like there's always this dark cloud. I know some people where communication was completely cut off. There was like disowning uh, of family members. And it just, it freaking blows my mind because a lot of times those people are, all that is to me is it is the absolute definition of conditional love. Like you only get my love if you think and do exactly how I think you should be and say and do. And... So I just, I don't, I don't know. This has just been on my mind a lot ever since the last episode because, and I don't even know if this is coming across because sometimes I talk so heavily about using the yes and, and it's, 
it, if you don't, it just further drives wedges. That's really all it comes down to. Anytime you have had somebody tell you, no, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that, whatever, like it, think about what it does inside you. I know that those times for me, it makes me question a lot more sometimes than just that one little nugget. And sometimes if, if especially if it's on something that's like not that monumental, like look for the freaking wins, like let's find ways to celebrate each other and, and explore how we can share information and our stories in a way that maybe maybe someone does want to change or they don't even realize that they have like an ugly approach on something and they're doing something hurtful. I mean, I, I know I have done things that I'm not proud of and I have treated people negatively in the past because of my own anger. And I'm saying the past as in even just like last weekend, I was a teeny bit snarky back in an email to my ex-husband because every little thing feels like a big blown up thing and it doesn't have to be that way and I'm like oh and so sometimes just the that awareness of how my emotions are tied to what should be or could be or whatever when I know it's not going to be like let's let's determine how to pick the battles like for me being able to have peace there um I just know on which parts of things I can't engage and honestly um it doesn't mean all of our relationships are going to be perfect I just feel like living in in a way of uh, like accepting and acknowledging with my yes and you're, you're going to hear that a thousand times if you keep listening to this podcast it positions me to still allow to share things, right? So, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, so I know I've done things though in the past that as, as soon as I was in a space where I was like, oh, I was hearing new information not being forced upon me, then I could have a new perspective with and like let my guard down to learn and grow in a certain area. Okay, so like I just gave a suggestion or an example with adoption versus abortion versus parenting a few minutes ago. And when those, I know so many people, of course, um, serving as the vice president of a board for an adoption agency and just different stories people have shared with me ever since I've shared my adoption story, there has been so much negativity of, of things, decisions forced upon people and they were not allowed to make the choice for themselves. And gosh, what a horrible feeling that must be. And, um, and admittedly, growing up the way that I did, like to me, abortion was not an option. It was not even something I could wrap my head around. Admittedly, I'm still not a fan of it because I know how, um, how yikes it actually is, um, in in, the, in how it's literally conducted from books that I've read and so far some information that I've had expressed to me about some of the the practices that are not good uh, like a late term and different things where I, it's still not my favorite thing that's all i'm gonna say i still personally and i i personally was had an experience in a planned parenthood where i was what would have been a late you know late in the pregnancy 22 ish weeks and it was still possibly something they would look at doing as a option and I being the naive girl that I was 
went to Planned Parenthood thinking I was actually maybe able to get services to help with my pregnancy and to get guidance. I did not actually know that that was what was assumed when I walked in those doors. And so anyway, I, I, all these, all these years I was just thinking, oh, I hate abortion. Oh, blah, blah. And then I'd heard from women who were, um, well, both, I know people who both voluntarily have done abortion and some who were very, very pressured to, and it sticks with them and it's not negative for everyone. It's a choice they made. And in some cases, it's it was the right decision then they still stand by that and i totally honor that that's not for that's not for me to carry that's their choice i also know some women who it it continues to haunt them because they don't know there's those what ifs and some of them uh like one gal told me once that she did not even realize that adoption was an option and it's just, again, like there's not enough information in some cases. And so anymore, like I finally had to, not had to, I chose to approach that really sensitive topic with nothing but love and grace because everyone that goes through an unplanned pregnancy is carrying, now that's something I can relate to. They are carrying an emotional weight that is so heavy and scary because it's not only affecting them but it truly is an effect on the you know the dad if the father if the baby daddy knows it, any other any other people that might know and that potential life that is inside and it's a permanent decision i talk about that in my book that no matter which of the three options whether they choose to keep the baby and parent it place the baby for adoption or abort the pregnancy it is a permanent decision. And I don't want to take on that emotional baggage of someone else, but I want that person, no matter which choice, to know that they are a beautiful soul and man, their burden is heavy at that time and might continue to be for many years and just put love on it. And so I let go of those frustrations I used to feel about abortion because I'd be like, oh, we got to fight this. We can't let this happen. And yet I, through my own willingness, let my guard down to gather a lot of information from all the sides, right? Because um, there's not any one right answer that fits for everyone. People who say you should always keep the baby, like, come on. How about let's think about maybe that's not the best decision if the mom or dad don't want the child, like kids that grow up in abusive homes and whatever, like, I don't know. I'm just saying this as an example, but the the fact remains that this is a really, really controversial topic. And for me to stay in the space of just wanting to be supportive and just help people to get information that I I had to make the choice to gather information from all sides. And there's a lots and lots and lots and lots of children in foster care. And I got to believe, well, because a lot of those home environments, the parent didn't even think about another option, right? So that part, at least for a handful of very real experiences that I know, those children were not wanted. They were neglected. They were abused. 
they end up in the foster system. That's the very short version of it. This is not at all where I thought this podcast was going to go, but maybe because it's National Adoption Month for a couple more days, and that's why, um, I mean, it's something I think about almost every day because adoption is a part of my life. And I know that in a, in a case like that, as with any other decision that we make in life, if we are not the ones empowered to make the choice, if we ever have a decision coerced or forced upon us, it is not the healthiest way to do it. And so I guess it's, this is just like a re-emphasis of what I was droning on about last week is that the the a massive amount of experiences of other people, the life experiences, the heartaches and the triumphs that are all around us, that is such an exciting thing. And instead of like blanket statementing that if you believe this certain way or if you voted for that certain person or whatever, then that blanket of anyone who did X, Y, Z is terrible. Anyone who's done abortions are murderers. Anyone who votes for Trump's any person who vote, voted for Trump is a racist. Like any of those blanket things remove the ability, I think, to have a, the type of conversation that will actually get more people on board with the better steps in the future. If you shut down someone who opposes your beliefs instead of welcoming a dialogue where they're going to be more curious, it stops there. Am I crazy? I feel like that makes sense. I, and I know some people just don't care. Some people don't care to learn. They're, they already know their way. They think they're right. They're never going to change, and that's fine. Don't, you don't have to have long, drawn-out conversations with them that are going to drain your soul. You can keep doing the things that you know are better for humanity and, um, and let people, like when people finally make those changes, it's, it's when they finally want to. When I have made changes, it's because I finally wanted to. I knew I wanted to feel better, and so I stopped eating sugar. I knew I needed to have a more stable acceptance of where my spirituality was. And so my choice to change things in my, relig- in my religious scope was because I was ready for a change that would feel good for me so I could feel like my best Megan. Um, and none of those things can be forced on someone else. And so like, sometimes I hear people, I remember having a conversation with someone who shall remain nameless, but this person, we were, we were chatting in May and this person was telling me how she fixed her husband, (laughs) that she was the magic key that made everything all better. And I was just listening and smiling. No, I wasn't smiling. I was just listening. I was listening. I didn't try to rebut her. The conversation went on for her to tell me more, confide in me and some other things about his addiction that kept coming back up. And then there was some really upset, upsetting energy and and stuff that that was you know the the energy of the conversation changed a lot because I was like oh well in the one breath you're saying he's fixed and healed and you swooped in and saved him and then two three minutes later you're telling me he's still having the same problems before because he he hasn't made that choice to change he you don't fix someone else. I mean, you know, I wasn't going to say, oh, no, actually, 
that's not possible. Oh, that's why he's still slipping into his whatever. He Maybe he hasn't had his rock bottom yet. But it's it just kind of floors me sometimes to hear people go, like, think that they're going to fix someone, that they're going to change someone. I do know that the people who have been steady and consistent and loving to me have helped me to change because they created a safe space for me to make those changes on my own. The best example of this, uh, before I wrap up, is my amazing, beloved friend, Shauna. Um, I met her in 2006. And she is so calm and steady and wise and loves unconditionally, at least so far from everything in my experience. I'm sure she has her human moments, right? But there were times where I know I was whining about the same pain points in my life and airing my same grievances about different things. And she just was so, so steady about it and just showered me with love. And then independent from those things. So I had this confidant, right? I mean, I have several really great friends and some awesome family members who I really love and trust. And, and then with her specifically, I would be able to say, oh my gosh, here's new information I got. And now here's where my opinion is. And she didn't love me any differently. She would just smile and let me change. She let me evolve and grow and gather new information without ever feeling judged. Um, even when I know we had very different opinions and I know um, that's, that's, a, that's it. There are certain things that we just, she was letting me have my own experiences. She had already formed her opinions on certain things because of experiences she had in life. And she shared those things with me because we all, you know, when hopefully you have friends that you can confide in. And so we know each other's deep, dark secrets and still love and honor each other. And so she just let me, and it took a long time for me to learn and grow in some areas. And I want to be that for other people. And I think that that's the best way to institute change on a grand scale. Like our culture and society isn't just going to change because of like government mandates, because we already know that not any one certain rule is going to be the perfect answer for any, all, like all people. I mean, when it comes to different policies and things, there's just so many factors, right? And so we have to focus on our individual self and being the best person we can and yes, anding other people and encouraging and empowering people to have the the aha moments when they're ready, like create that space for people to go, ooh, I want to learn more and not have as much friction um, in that learning process. So, all right. That's so funny. I actually made a lot of notes for this episode. And then I totally tangented, which is no surprise. But um, that's it. I just, I love to keep learning and sharing and, and talking. And geez, one of my own Facebook memories today uh, from a couple of years ago was on a similar subject. So apparently either I need this continued reinforcement and if that's the case, great. Um, but it's, it's fun to allow and appreciate all the different experiences that are around us and, and look for the ways to be more collaborative and positive in the space and, 
less focused on trying to force our opinions or whatever on other people because that's really just a fat waste of energy. So, okie dokie. Okay, bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. You can follow along with all of Megan's shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. I'm Sean Hancock with RecycledMindsComedy.com.